Hello Hackers, my name is Dominic Norton and I'm the podcast host of Hackathon Entertainment, the show where we bring you the story behind every hack. For those new to the show or hackathons in general, a hackathon is a collaborative 48-hour event where participants called hackers come together to solve the world's toughest problems. You'll be surprised, excited and amazed with the solutions people are developing all across the globe. If you listened to the show before, you'll be excited to know we're in for another great one. Today, I'll be discussing Mint Bean Career Hack. Mint Bean is a software developer talent incubator that focuses on using hackathons as an innovative way to engage and teach developers. I caught up with Monarch, CEO and CTO of Mintbean to share their story. I hope you enjoy. I would love to know about the stuff you guys do and like some of the insights you see from the hackathons and the participants, the stuff people are saying. I'm very, very interested. It's um, it, it, it's all tied back to what we've been talking about all this time uh, in the last five minutes or so. Is um, hackathons really are a community effort? There's uh, somebody who comes and organizes it, you know, like like myself yeah. and my. T- um, but really, it's a it's a community that's coming together and interacting on um, uh, on on common grounds, <laughs> and beautiful things emerge out of it. Um, the the point about uh, the point you said before, where it's interesting that developers. Um, uh, there are all these great developers who have these amazing skills and they're doing, they're basically spending all that time uh, building simple applications, uh, CRUD applications, your create, read, update, delete applications. Um, But uh, at the same time, there are also these junior developers that are fully capable of um, writing these applications who are fully capable of building a beautiful piece of software that's functional and they're they're coachable, they can be mentored, but somehow we're failing them mm-hmm. um, because when you graduate, um, and Dominic, my experience has been that when you graduate, um, I, I've seen people spend six months looking for jobs. People with people with good skills, yeah. people who've um, uh, who, who've spent time learning the craft, and they graduate after four years. They've had a great time at school. They love what they're doing, and then they hit a wall, and that wall just does not translate into a job. Yeah. Not not in any reasonable amount of time. Meanwhile, you have student loans and you have interest and you're paying that and you might be with your parents at home. And, you know, it's, it's just not something that junior developers should be going through when we have negative unemployment in the tech industry. Yeah. And the fact that we have negative unemployment and yet junior developers can't find a job, um, to me, that to me, that says that somewhere something is wrong in that in that scenario, in mm-hmm. that world. Um so Mintbean is really about solving that journey from junior into intermediate, uh, from junior into first job is the first thing we're solving. 
But there's a there's so many problems in this space. Um, that's just one of the problems we're solving right now. The other problem, which is a cross-sectional problem, is that there's no set of standards and there's no set of um, this is what you have to do. Uh, this is better explained by analogy. Uh, you're coming from architecture and construction. So yeah. you have the building code. Yeah. And the building code tells you exactly how a, a building should be built. And it's it's very, very elaborate. Um, I, I believe the book is really like it's, yeah. it's, that it's a lot. It's very it's very in-depth on every aspect of the building. And there's nothing like that in software, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I'm just putting it out. I think it's a good thing we don't have that in software, <laughs> uh, at least not yet. Um, but there's nothing even remotely like that. Um, you have random checklists being published by random institutions around the world, like the OWASP, uh, you know, top 10 security mm -hmm. list, which people seem to take as some kind of de facto standard. Mm -hmm. um, but there's really nothing that's formalized. And what that means is students don't know what to aim for yeah. when they're studying. And developers don't know what to aim for when their skills get outdated and they're trying to jump to a new um, job mm -hmm. um, or to a new language or to a new framework or to a new environment like mobile um, or IoT. Um, they don't really have any um, guide or signpost to tell them this is how you do it. So I, I don't think we're in an actual talent shortage. I think the system that we've built um, has failed us in a way. Um, and it's for, it, I, I think it's only, I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's because we're such a young industry. Uh, software engineering as a, as a phrase has only been around for 60 odd years when somebody in NASA, she, uh, she coined the phrase software engineering because they needed more candidates for that year um, for, to come in and do um, punch holes into their punch cards, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it just blew up from there because all of a sudden NASA recognizes software as engineering and yet there are no standards. Mm -hmm. So um, on one hand, when people look at software from the outside in, they think, oh, it's an engineering field. And therefore they, they assume there must be industry standards. Meanwhile, you and I on the inside of the industry know there are no standards and it's mm -hmm. still the wild, wild west. And that's the space that Mintbean was created to um, to play in. And what is your goal for your career hack? Career hack is um, career hack is for specifically for developers who are looking for jobs, and it's a place for them. Uh, to come in, build a piece of software, get uh, get a green square on your GitHub, um, have an open uh, project that you can show off to other people. And at the same time, you also start learning, for example, code review uh, is a big part of it, where because you have a good mix of seniors, intermediates, and juniors coming into these hackathons, the seniors now are disseminating their knowledge on code reviews by leaving comments on pull requests made by junior developers. So um, I don't, I don't. Uh, maybe it's worth mentioning that uh, the way we score this hackathon is not on how beautiful is your project. There's, there's a component, yeah. but 66% of it is about how well you wrote it. 
and that and and how well you helped other people understand what they did. So there's a component for code quality. So we go in, we make sure that you followed uh, solid principles, dry principles. Um, that's how we assess the actual project. And there's another component, which is code review, which is what are you actually able to um, put your knowledge down on paper by reading somebody else's code and telling them, hey, this is great, but maybe you could have done it another way. So it's really a great way for developers to show off their mindset, their skill set um, in, in a very public forum. And our hopes, uh, our hope is that right now we're we're hooking them up with volunteer opportunities. Our hope is that um, we can partner up with um, uh, employers and present the hackathon as a very um, as a very quick acid test of the uh, developer skill set. So it almost, um, and this could be interesting because uh, a lot there is a lot of gripe about the coding interviews and it's very very mixed opinions and it's actually not how we develop in actuality and this is probably more closer to a real scenario so if if employers wanted to observe participants in like a in a real environment this is closer to the real environment than a coding interview or where your whiteboarding is Hundred percent, because the first uh, half of it was a solo programming section. That's the first. That's the first part of the hackathon, and that only lasts uh, two hours and fifteen minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, we give them a super simple problem set, very very simple. We tell them focus on the quality of your code, and that's what we're judging you on. The second part of it is code review. So by the time they've um, in, in two and a half hours or two hours fifteen minutes. They've been in their own element. They've uh, they've relaxed and they've they've those juices have started flowing in their brains and they're primed to um, get to the second part, which is code review. In and in code review, they go and they read other people's code. At that point, their minds are fully open. They're in their element. They know exactly. They're they're not nervous like you would be in an interview. They're not scared or they're not hesitant to say to say what's on their mind because they're speaking with their peers. So they leave code review comments on other people's code, and you as an employer can then go in look at that code and decide. Okay, well, does this person actually have what it takes? to um, fit into our organization. And they can also read their their thoughts on other people's code. One of the laws of of most most normal hackathons is the team aspect, right? You can almost, to a certain extent, hide in the team. But now Hmm. this is a solo hackathon. So if I am a newcomer and I say, oh man, I like that aspect, I like the concept of your hackathon, but I'm not too sure, like I'm kind of scared, I'm nervous, I'm not sure I'm good enough. You know, when the um, anxiety starts to kick in in a lot of people, how would you give them the confidence or how would you um, motivate them to join your hackathon? I, I think um, I think maybe it might work both ways. Is on one hand, you know, people might be nervous about um, developing a piece of software on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the other aspect of um, I, I, I used to be really shy uh, growing up. And, oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. 
Uh, I was, I was, I was extremely shy. I remember this one time, I picked up the phone to uh, to order pizza, and I hung up after the other guys. Well, uh, the, the customer service ops said hello, and I hung up because I, I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, yeah. And, and that that version of me. If you asked him to go and attend a hackathon, join a, a group of either random people or even people you know, doesn't matter, but go out there and code in public, it, that guy would have frozen in place. Yeah. And uh, I think um, as an industry, I think I think we skew towards, uh, this might just be um, bias on my end, I don't know, but um, my perception is that we skew towards introversion and we skew towards conscientiousness. And... Because you're introverted, you don't want to be exposed to a high-intensity external environment like a hackathon for a lot of people. And because you're conscientious, you want to write things the right way. Mm. At least a lot of people do. Yeah, and you, you don't just you you don't just want to put uh, a ball of wax out there and let it run. You want to write something that's that's nice. Yeah. Um, and you want uh, you you want instead of a competitive environment, you want a collaborative environment. And that's how we're different. Is it's for the shy guy who's sitting at home um, and who wants to write good code and wants to improve his craft. Um, and doesn't necessarily want to get involved in a in a hackathon, despite how much fun it might be. So this is a great way for you to a get the solo aspect is build your code, but also um, get other people's uh, input on your code and get other people to tell you, okay, this is great. You know, you could have you could have used destructuring over here, or you could have used a functional component instead of a class component over here, um, and so on and so forth. So there there there's a I don't even know if we're a traditional hackathon, um, but there is, it is a hackathon, but it's yeah. not really a traditional hackathon. It's funny because the more I speak to more people, I don't know what a traditional hackathon is. I <laughs> thought I did, but with every organizer or participant or mentor or judge, it means something completely different to them. And somewhere along the line, we have a consensus about what we're doing when we join online or we show up in person at the beginning of many hackathons you sit down and you talk about what you're going to build and then sometimes there's a pitch section where you go and um, you explain what you're going to build as a team and then at the end there's an exposition section where you explain what you've built um, and so on and so forth uh, we have none of that yeah. so we do is we tell you what to build we give you suggestions on how to do it and in a couple of hours, everybody has built the exact same product in different ways. Hmm. Um, it could be a very simple product. The last week, uh, this this last hackathon we had on Wednesday was um, it was a tip calculator, yep. or or it was a calculator hackathon where hmm. you can build any kind of interactive calculator. The simplest one that a lot of people built was a tip calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people also went full out and they built, uh, um, you know, like a, like a linear graph, like a, like a curve, <laughs> like exponential curve calculator. Yeah. It was, uh, we got some really interesting entries. Yeah. Um, but everybody was in the same domain. Everybody's program was solving somewhat the same problem. And when you come to the code review section and you're looking at somebody else's code, you know what the app, you know what to expect. Because you've seen their screenshots, or you've played around with their with their program after they've deployed it, and you know what it looks like, and now you're starting to read the code, 
and you're asking questions. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Could you tell me more about this? You could have done this better. This is great, but maybe this is this could be tweaked this way, and so on and so forth. So it really, um, instead of focusing on the social and the what what I in my mind call the salesy aspect, mm-hmm. uh, you focus more on the coding itself. And that's what's that's what's special about us is it's really about the development and yeah. best practices and the process. And the interesting thing about that is, like you said, the social and the sales. And I, I, I love the I'm not sure I'm not sure what to call it. maybe the adrenaline rush or the hype of that that social and sales. But mm. there isn't the the critical thinking side. So. In your type of solo hack, I now have to justify why I made certain decisions in terms of the architecture, in terms of my code, in terms of, yes, everybody is making a calculator, but why did I do this calculator like this? And it's probably, in your hackathon, is probably, there's a lot of hackathons that are focused on the technical side, but there isn't the same level of, um, yours is probably more focused on the process, right? Like, how did you get to this point? Like the point you get, you got to doesn't really matter. It's all the decisions you made along the way. And could we offer anything to, to maybe supplement your learning? Is, is that fair to say? Absolutely. It's really more about your, you're more than showing off your coding skills. You're, you're showing off uh, where you, where, where you are, where you need to improve. You're really going into the weeds when it comes to your skills. It's not just, can you throw together can you throw together a few libraries and display a beautiful prod, product yeah. it's more about how do you think yeah. and how do you how, what can you learn from reading other people's code and what can you learn from having five other people leave 20 30 comments mm-hmm. on your project virtual hackathons so what do you think the best ways to approach it for participants <laughs> It depends on the hackathon, really. Yeah. Um, if we if just focus at- on your hackathon, like for now. Yeah. So the best way to approach the Mint Bean hackathon, the career hack, yeah. is the, the best way to do it is just be yourself. Um, don't prepare too much before you come in. Um, don't be locked in because we don't we don't reveal um, the objective of the hackathon, what you're going to be building beforehand. Yeah. Sometimes you'll drop it uh, maybe an hour before, but really there's no time for you to prepare for a specific scenario yeah. or a specific industry or specific uh, you know type of application or architecture or a device or whatever. Um, really, it comes down to are you preparing every single day of your professional life in order to solve real world problems? And it, it hyper focuses on your ability to solve real world problems in a way that other people um, can keep that code maintainable for you after you leave that organization. Um, do, you, do you get what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's really about quality and it's more about um, the craftsmanship than about making something impressive. So don't don't worry about preparing for our hackathon. What you should be doing is preparing for your career, preparing for problems that you're going to encounter in the real world. And if you can solve those problems, you'll do really well in this hackathon. Well, your hackathon, really, you don't... It's not that you don't need the base skills, but you can come as you are. It's probably more casual, right? Is that fair to say? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, very casual. And even if you, what we tell participants is, don't worry if you don't win. Don't worry if you don't finish. Just push your code no. and let other people take a look at it, and you'll learn a thing or two about yourself and about your skill set when other people, other senior developers, come in and take a look at what you've written. Um, don't worry about where you are, and that's one of the. So, so like you, I'm also self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, I put myself through school later. But I got my first job as a self-taught developer. And it was um, really difficult for me to get feedback in those early days. I I didn't know any software developers. Um, I didn't know anybody in the industry, really. And I I was trying to enter this this brand new world. Um, What I did, and I don't recommend this, uh, except unless... You, you're, you're, you're a masochist. Um, get a, uh, what I did was I read through the Java reference edition, which is a textbook this thick, and I just read through the manual, um, which was fun. <laughs> but, you know, the, the first thing I learned in the, in the first job was you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. You have to be honest about how, uh, how good you are or how not good you are. And you have to let other people have an accurate um pulse on where you are as a developer yeah. so that they can guide you and coach you into a better into, into a better developer uh, and, that's and how that, that, that is <laughs> i think you touched on something that maybe everybody needs to hear because this is where imposter syndrome's coming from right like and i'm not sure if the market is dictating it or individuals are dictating it but Somewhere along the line, a lot of us are not being vulnerable and, like, being honest. Like, when people ask me how good I am, I don't think I'm that good because I know... And this is just me, like, I know where my errors are. Like, I know where I need to improve. And I I have no problem being open with that. But as a whole, as an industry, we are not as open as, as maybe we should be. And I'm not sure if that's Stack Overflow like really crucifying someone that asks us a question or I, I'm not, or even like the fear that if you are vulnerable, you won't get the job. And I'm not sure how true that I'm not sure if that's true. It might be, it might not, it might be for some companies. I'm not sure, but the vulnerability side is, is really important. And you would say doing like the mint being hacked helps you get over maybe, um, imposter syndrome issues if if that's where your imposter syndrome is coming from if that's where you feel that okay i don't have a pulse on how good i am as a developer 100 yeah. percent. like if you don't know where you are as a developer and you want more insight into who into what you need to improve on come join the community we have a slack channel uh there are almost 300 people on on it right now more people get added every week uh, we're growing at the rate of about 60 to 100 people every week mm-hmm. um it's growing fast and everybody over there is super supportive the community is really built around the core our core values are honesty um, vulnerability and curiosity mm-hmm. and if you're honest if you're if you're open about your own shortcomings and you're curious about how to make them better Mm -hmm. then that's how you grow as a developer those are the core values of a good of a a very good software engineer um so come join the community it's uh it's uh it's it's a beautiful thing so far what inspired you to build that kind of community oh i don't i don't think it was inspiration i think uh (laughs) 
I think I've been lucky enough to work in organizations that had that kind of culture. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just being myself. Uh, I've been lucky and I'm, I'm just trying to pay it forward. Yeah. Really. Oh no, that's, that's, it's very awesome. And we're, we're going to lead up to one of the last questions, maybe the last question. Um, what was some of the best experiences and stories gained from maybe the previous hackathon or the hackathon be before that? Like some of the success stories or some things people really said to you that really stood out. I'm putting you on the spot here. So. No, that's okay. Um, again, in, in, in the spirit of honesty and vulnerability and curiosity, um, we're, we're very young as a community. Mm-hmm. We've only been doing hackathons for a little over a month. Yeah. And the community has really responded. And there, there are almost 300 people in the community already. Um, but we're, I, I don't think we've had any, um, yeah. oh my God, this is a, this is a <laughs> dramatic story that's worth telling. But I can tell you a bit about uh, the, the kinds of experiences that people are having yeah. and what I've learned. Um, as being a part of this community as well. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people out there who have three, four, five years of experience. And they, um, they're they doing interviews uh, three, four times uh, a week. And I'm talking about technical challenges, like three or four technical challenges wow, a week. That's, that's intensive. It's intensive. And they've been doing it for months. And they haven't found jobs. And these guys are intermediate to senior developers on a technical level, um, and and somehow they're they're not finding work. Um, it's we we I've I've seen this over and over again in the industry, and I think this goes back to your point about why are people um, in certain jobs, why are developers in certain jobs that don't like their jobs, why are they still there, and why don't they move? Um, I think I think the truth is that. A lot, a lot of these developers that are coming to our hackathons, a lot of these developers who are stuck in jobs they hate despite the market being, even now, even after um, uh, this, this event that's happened, uh, it's still hot and de- developers are still in demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after all of these realities, uh, they're not finding jobs. To me, that says that something is wrong. And that's something that we're trying to fix. Uh, it, it comes down to the fact that developers can't interview and code. Like you can't, you can't specialize in interviewing, uh, <laughs> i.e. selling yourself yeah. and focus on writing good code and learning how to write good code. It's really, really, really hard to do that while having a social life yeah. and while having uh, your own personal hobbies and so on and so forth. I, I kind of, went heads down for a couple of years and, and my friends just wondered where I was while I was learning that. <laughs> That's so the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're finding a lot of interesting stories coming out that you would think uh, are counterintuitive, but are ground level reality. And, yeah. and we're finding this out because we're talking to developers directly about their careers mm-hmm. and about their professional skill sets. Um, sounds boring, maybe, but on the other hand, isn't that the most relevant thing for us all? We spend 40 hours a week at work, eight hours a day. Yeah. And so far, the, the stories that have been coming out are counterintuitive and, and strange. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that really gets uh, my, my engines roaring. I, I really want to figure out why this is happening. And we touched on it, and this will be my last question. We touched on it 
all the way throughout, but just kind of to wrap up, what mm. do the attendees at your hackathon have to do to really excel at the hackathon? So it, it really comes down to repetition, repetition, repetition. Just keep, again, working on your skill set. One way to do it is we have these hackathons twice a week. And they do get sold out fast. Uh, we've sold out on two hackathons already. There are 100 seats. And if you really want to be a part of the community, just grab a, grab a seat. They're free seats. It's just that we limit attendance um, because we don't want too many people. It dilutes the quality of the hackathon. Just keep coming over and over again um, to the hackathon and getting comments from other developers, getting feedback, participate in the channels, and take that information and spend... Uh, four to eight hours a day coding. And that's the way you get better at the hackathon is there, there's no secret sauce. It's really an asset test for where you are. And it's a platform for you to improve your own skill set and get feedback. Okay. I want to thank you. This has been a great conversation. I, I really do love what you're doing. I feel like your perspective and your angle is very different, but also needed. Like I said, both on the academia side and on the industry side and you're crafting out like a a different path that i haven't seen many organizations let alone hackathons try to cover so it, it was very interesting speaking to you Lottie, Lottie, you like to pipe. Developers, 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 developers.